be shorty your whole life, you know? And so then after I, I explained everything to mom and the grandfather, then they were fine. And so the day of surgery come, that was the first day that I saw dad and grandfather was there. And so, you know, same thing. I asked like any questions or anything like that. And they said, no, we're, we're pretty good understanding. And then the grandfather literally told the dad, you know, you had a small penis like that and you're able to have kids. <laughs> so, and so the wife asked me what I did. And so I just assumed that he had told her what I did. So I just said, I'm a brain surgeon for men. Oh my goodness. She went off on me. You refuse to see girls or women, you only will see guys. And I'm like, I, I was just taken aback. I didn't even know how to respond to it. So finally her husband had to like tell her like, hey, calm down, Dr. Pham is joking. And that's when he told her, he's like, you know, I didn't want to tell you, but I'm going to have surgery with him in here in a couple of weeks. So it's like last thing you want to do is like offend your penis surgeon. She's like, oh, sorry, Dr. Pham. Yeah, uh, no, I, what I was trying to tell my husband, but I didn't want to uh, say it in English because then everyone would be able to hear it. But what she was trying to tell him was, hey, you know, you have a little mushroom and look what Dr. Pham can do. So I think you should go make an appointment to come see him <laughs> at that point. Oh my God, the dad's face was so we red. Let it priceless, take it to the moon. Priceless, one day will be soon. What is priceless? Hey everyone, take it welcome to another episode of Detalk with Dr. Firm. So today we're going to do a little bit something different. Um, normally I have an episode where we educate patients on urologic anomalies and men's health, stuff like that. But today I think kind of lighten the mood. I'm just going to go into an episode where I'm going to talk about just things I encounter uh, being a penis surgeon. So, you know, when all this kind of started, I was a little embarrassed. I'm still a little embarrassed now, you know, when people ask me what I do, I'm like, I always like, uh, and then they'll be like, what? I'm like, oh, I'm just being, and they're like, huh? And then I'm like, I'm a penis surgeon. Is that it? Is that what you want to hear? But over the years, I kind of embraced it. It pays the bills. What do you expect a guy to do? You know, it may not be glamorous, but it does pay the bill. But, <clears throat> to the, uh, but I would never change it for the world now because just the sheer smiles and laughter that I encounter <laughs> throughout the years is it, it, just, I think that's what keeps my youthfulness. So I'll start out with this one. So somebody messaged me asking me why I dyed my hair. So if you go on www.crescenturologyinstitute.com, that's an old picture. But that's a picture where I um, basically have my hair kind of, it's supposed to be platinum. But, you know, if, if for anyone who has like dark hair, you know, you have to kind of really bleach it out and... Oh, the pain of the bleach. That's another story. So anyway, so someone asked me, like, you know, you look nice with your black hair with gray. You know, why did you even dyeing your hair was a good idea? And so I'm going to explain that. Now, <laughs> my intention was never to dye my hair platinum uh, or white. Platinum was what I wanted. Uh, but, you know, it's hard with black hair. Uh, 
And so it was a patient who came in who needed a procedure done, but the patient was short. I don't remember how much it is anymore. Was short um, X amount of dollars. I don't remember what it was. And for adult circumcisions, you can actually do it in the clinic. You actually don't need to be in the operating room to do it. Now, I would not advise doing that at a urologist's office that's not equipped for that. We're, we are equipped for that because we have Bovi, we have pretty much everything, tourniquet, what, you know, you name it. But this guy needed it, needed a procedure out of medical necessity, not because he wanted something cosmetic. And bear in mind that the majority of the stuff I do, probably 99% of the stuff I do is actually medically necessary, not cosmetically driven. And so that's why I started this whole episode for multiple reasons. And one of them was to educate patients that a lot of male disorder that's associated with the penis is actually covered by insurance. You just have to make sure that what you're doing is medically indicated and the insurance will cover it. So back to the hair, while well, we were between X amount of dollars, I don't remember what it was. And so I hate doing payment plans because in the past, when we would do payment plans, basically the patients, after they get their surgery, they just don't pay. And if they don't pay, we have very little legal recourse in a sense that, you know, it's expensive to sue. And number two, I'm not going to sue somebody, uh, you know, that needed a procedure. You know, my thoughts are, you know what? If the surgeon did the work and you didn't want to pay him, you're, you know, the patient's the one that has to live with that, not me. And so, and then thank God I have other businesses that is able to kind of let me kind of do what I still want to do. But we did away with payment plans uh, about two years ago, something like that, because of we, we were just sustaining massive losses from patients that just didn't pay. So now we still do payment plan, but we do it on a individual patient to patient. So it's not across the board where everybody can be on the payment plan. You know, we have to verify, do this, do that. Just like when you go to a bank, except we're not going to hold a collateral because, you know, I don't, I don't think you, we should do that. And, you know, and so that's why I, we, you know, when the patients want to go get a uh, payment plan, they kind of have to explain their situation a little bit, like why, you know, uh, but we don't make you fill out like all these paperwork and all that. And this is, take this to heart. Once I fix your penis or whatever it is genitalia related that I fix, it's not like a repo car show where I can go repo that penis. Once you get your surgery, that penis is yours. And so that's the reason why we have to do away with the payment plan was because I couldn't repo your penis. Now, if I could repo your penis, then that's a different story. Everybody can be on payment plan because if you don't pay within 30 days, we're going to insert a little GPS thing in your underneath your skin and it'll beep. And then I'll know exactly where you're at and I'm going to come for you. <laughs> so, but anyways, back to the hair. So because he couldn't afford it and he needed it medically, then I was like, just 
I don't even know what I was thinking, but I was, I, I just felt bad. So I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, what do you do for a living? He told me, you know, I'm, a, you know, hairstylist, whatnot. And I said, okay, I'll tell you what, why don't you give me credit in hair, whatever it may be, haircut, hair coloring, whatever. And we'll, we'll call it a day. And so then he said, deal. So then he came, I did the procedure for him and everything. And so now I have like all this hair credit and I'm like, I normally go to like great clips, you know, I buy that coupon where you buy 30 haircuts at once and they give it to you for $12.99 a haircut. Then, you know, yeah, so I don't need any fancy place for a haircut. And so I ended up dyeing my hair because it's like, you know what, I have all this credit, might as well try something new. And oh, Lord, biggest mistake of my life, that bleach. Oh, and then the the maintenance. So I feel I, I feel sorry for all the ladies out there because now I truly have empathy because it is tough getting your hair dyed and cut and doing all this. But anyway, so but long story short, the credits are used up. We're good now. He's happy. No penis going to get repossessed. My hair is black to salt on the side and black on top. And then uh, another funny story, we uh, we were at like a, um, you know, like a little dinner get together. We ended up having some mutual friend. And so, you know, outside of work, when people ask me what I do, I said, you know, I'm a brain surgeon for men or, or the mother brain. So we were at this gathering and we had a mutual uh, friend that I was going to perform procedure on him and so his wi wife uh you know said hi you know I stand there talking and stuff and his wife um well she didn't know I was his doctor you know it was a personal thing you know they don't like to talk about that especially in Asian communities and so the wife asked me what I did and so I just assumed that he had told her what I did and so I just said I'm a brain surgeon for men oh my goodness she went off on me she basically said that you refuse to see girls or women you only will see guys and I'm like I, I was just taken aback I didn't even know how to respond to it so finally her husband had to like tell her like hey calm down Dr. Pham is joking and that's when he told her he's like you know I didn't want to tell you but we're gonna I'm gonna have surgery with him in here in a couple of weeks so it's like last thing you want to do is like offend your penis surgeon. And so anyway, so then she got the joke at that point. And so but another funny story that I ran across uh, was basically, you know, I saw this uh, a patient and mom and dad were, were there. This was probably a few years ago. No, this. Yeah, this had to be a few years ago because I was working at another place at that time. And so in the pre-op area, you know, before we take the patients back to surgery, I would talk to the family, like, you know, do you have any questions, you know, stuff like that. And so the mom was like, you know, she asked like, you know, about how long would the surgery be, you know, typical questions like that. And then, uh, and then I looked to dad and he just kind of had this really kind of sad demeanor, you know, and I... I just assume maybe they were arguing or something. I, you know, I don't, obviously, you know, I don't want to get involved with any of that. 
And so I just asked dad, like, hey, do you, uh, you know, dad, do you have any questions or anything before we go back? Um, and so dad was like, no, no, no question. Just real quiet, real, real withdrawn. And some patients, I mean, not patients, some people are like that, you know, they're introverts or whatever it may be. And so I've been doing this for a long time. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't take that to mean anything. Well, surgery was done. And then I went to the post-op area when parents are, you know, are there already. And so at that time, you know, I would always open the diaper first to make sure, you know, there's no bleeding or no, any issues so that you can safely be discharged. And so I want to say it was a Vietnamese family, uh, but I, I, I could be mistaken. But I, I remember it was an Asian family. And so I kind of opened up the diaper and I look, this is my favorite part, the reveal, uh, the penis reveal. I would open up the diaper, <laughs> literally it, the kid came in with like a little mushroom and came out with like a Falcon X rocket. And so mom and dad, I'll never forget that day. They were kind of standing around the crib. And when I opened the diaper and then they saw the penis, like just whoosh, Dad goes, see, I told you so. I told you so. It wasn't, it wasn't about, it wasn't my DNA. I told you there was something wrong with it. And then at that point, that was when I, then that clicked to me. I, then I remembered this morning that he was just real withdrawn. So then the wife was like, okay, honey, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I just read that there's a genetic component, which the wife is correct you know, to a certain extent, you know, what we don't know is if you have a sibling or a parent with a short penis, what is the percentage that child will have a short penis? Because everything really is genetics, right? And so what I, I said, uh, basically, I, I, I just, I stayed out of it. And I just told him, I said, hey, guys, uh, you know, calm down a little bit, because there's other babies around here. Sorry, let me turn back this thing back on. There's other uh, kids around here. And so another one is, now this one was recent. It was another Asian. I don't know what it is with Asian families. But there was another Asian uh, mom and dad. And they uh, came to me. And so, you know, the kid was diagnosed with buried penis and not micro penis. And because micropenis is a devastating disease, there's nothing I can do for you if you have a micropenis. That means that your penis will always be small. There's no surgery. Well, mom was so relieved after I diagnosed uh, the child with buried penis, which is correctable and not micropenis. And so, and now this I know for a fact, they were, they, they were Chinese because I didn't understand uh, when they were speaking Chinese. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's like Cantonese or whatnot, but so anyways, after the surgery, you know, same thing. I did the reveal and then, you know, I just love, I just love that part the best. And then they're always like, <gasps> is that for real? I'm like, yes, that is for real. Well, so I had this patient that I operated on, then I did the reveal and then the mom started to talk to the dad in uh, Chinese. And so, of course, I don't understand, like, you know, I understand very little, you know, um, 
And so I didn't understand what he, what she was telling him, but she was kind of snickering and he was like doing this. He's like, you know, like kind of like, stop it, stop it. And she was like, she kept telling him something and then kept laughing. And so to me, I'm like, what is going on? Because this is not no laughing matter. We just finished the surgery, like, you know. Well, so after that, I asked mom, I said, mom, what, you know, because I figure, is this something I need to answer? Because sometimes, you know, some patients, they don't want to bother me with the questions or whatnot. And so I asked mom and dad, like, you know, what's going on, you know, because I thought it may be patient related. And so the mom goes, no, uh, there, she's like, oh, sorry, Dr. Pham. Yeah, uh, no, I, what I was trying to tell my husband, but I didn't want to uh, say it in English because then everyone would be able to hear it. But what she was trying to tell him was, hey, you know, you have a little mushroom and look what Dr. Pham can do. So I think you should go make an appointment to come see him <laughs> at that point. Oh my God, the dad's face was so red. But of course, you know, I have a I have a good way of always bowing out of those situations. And so so they're happy and dad is gonna think about it. And so I I never push people to do penis surgery, you know, but um but anyway, so I just thought that was hilarious. Now I never got a chance to examine the patient, so I don't know like what, what she meant is short. Now I'll leave you with this one. This one, this one happened recently. So there was a patient I was going to operate on for same thing, very penis. And so is now this one's a Vietnamese kid. It was very tiny. And so, but it wasn't micro penis. And I won't get into that micro penis versus very penis in this episode. But diagnosed the, the child with a uh, uh, very penis. And so mom's like, you know, I drew out the diagram, showed her before and after pictures because I have before and after pictures of, you know, a buried penis. And so mom's like, oh, OK. So then they signed up for surgery and all that. Well, dad wasn't there that day. And so then they schedule another visit where dad didn't come, I guess, because he had to work. But grandfather did. And they wanted the, you know, the mom, the grandfather wanted to talk to me uh, to see like, is this something that's needed? And so basically I showed the grandfather the picture and, uh, you know, the penis and all that. And I, I told, you know, explained everything and all that. And I said, yeah, you don't have to fix a penis, but, uh, you know, do you want to, you know, you want to be shorty your whole life, you know? And so, and so then after I, I explained uh, everything to mom and the grandfather, then they were fine. And so the day of surgery come, that was the first day that I saw dad and grandfather was there. And so, you know, same thing. I asked like any questions or anything like that. And they said, no, we're, we're pretty good understanding. And then the grandfather literally told the dad, you know, you had a small penis like that and you're able to have kids. <laughs> I just didn't know how to take that. And so I just, you could see dad's face was just mortified. It was just red. He was just like, uh, like I said, I have this unique ability to kind of just 
diffuse the situation and bow out. And so then I basically just jumped in and said, well, you know, dad, I haven't seen your penis, but, um, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, I, and I reassured grandfather and dad that yes, it runs in the family, but we really don't know what the, the clinical, you know, outside will look like. So just because dad has a buried penis or son has a buried penis doesn't mean a brother or the dad has a buried penis. And so, and buried penis is a spectrum, right? And so some urologists may, where do you cut the line? Where do you draw the line that it's a buried penis? Well, you don't, you know, it's hard. You kind of have to, a little bit of it, it has to do with just judgment. And so, but, oh my God, dad was just mortified and he was just, and so I diffused the situation. I said, listen, grandfather, uh, you know, dad doesn't necessarily have to have a buried penis for his grandson to have a buried penis. And so, you know, and so dad later on after the surgery, dad, uh, you know, when I came out to talk to them and then dad came up to me privately. It's like, thank you for, you know, intervening because he's like, I don't want people, to, I don't want my grandfather to come out and tell people like, you know, I have a small penis. <laughs> so, but anyways, I figured in this episode, just kind of make things a little bit more humorous, you know, a little bit more that people can relate to, you know, as a funny story. Um, and then uh, we'll resume our next educational video on our next episode. All right, well, it's Dr. Pham signing out. And last thing, subscribe. The more subscription we get, then that'll allow me to keep doing what I'm doing. And, uh, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully, I think people will get educational value out of this. All right, until next we gonna time. We gonna do it like price list. Take it to the moon. Price list, one day will be soon. What